Hey, everybody. Code Pen Radio 393. I got Marie with me today. Hey, Marie. Hey, everybody. Hey, we're going to, uh, one of the many things Marie does for us here at Code Pen is work on the Code Pen challenges. We've talked about it a number of times on this show, but just as a quick refresher, there's a, there's a main navigation item for it right on Code Pen. You'll see in our sidebar, it says challenges, and you can click that. What challenges means essentially is a, a, a prompt in a way. The challenge is do something with the idea and information that we give you, and we do it pretty much every single week. The only week we wouldn't do it is because because uh, we only do we do four weeks, you know, four times twelve is forty eight, and there's fifty two weeks a year, right? So there's yep. a couple of off weeks in the middle of random months here and there. But for the most part, there's always an active challenge. Anytime you come to the challenges page, of course, you can always do old challenges anyway. You don't even have to submit anything. You're not graded on it. In a way, it's like a writing prompt. You know, yeah. I subscribe to our writing prompts on Reddit, and it's always a, that's it's the same kind of vibe to like have somebody give you like an interesting idea, and then you do the idea. And it takes away that white page phenomenon that writers have where you're like, just write about something. You're like, oh, what? And I suffer from that. So I really appreciate when somebody's like, okay, do this. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's something that gives you a chance to try out something that you're wanting to do, possibly. Like you could bring your own technique that you want to try or anything like that to the challenge. Uh, but it gives you a little something to hang the practice on, you know, something to something to sink your teeth into while you're working on stuff. And just to go back to the reason why we do only four per month is because we want to make sure that everybody has a full week to do each challenge, like each prompt inside of a challenge. Um, and so we'll do we'll start on the first Monday of every month. So if your first Monday is, you know, like the second week of the month, that's why we started then. So that way, each prompt, you get a full, you know, week to work on. So you can start on Monday, work all the way through to Friday and, you know, tag it up anytime you like in between then. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and we've been doing it five years. Almost, yeah. And this coming March, it'll be five years. So we're, we're very close to it. Yeah, that's that's very, that's very cool. We have sponsors for it too. You happen to work at a company that wants to reach developers of all different skill levels. Feel free to reach out about sponsoring a challenge. It just means that kind of the emails that go out about it and stuff. It's a light touch, but uh, you know sometimes you need to reach people. So so yeah. go ahead and do that. Uh, it's been growing and growing and growing, which is always nice to know. Sometimes things that aren't growing. <laughs> Suffer the suffer the axe, and it's not <laughs> yeah. challenges. Dang it! Because no, it, it ain't gonna be challenges because challenges have been been very busy this year. Actually, has been our highest participation uh, challenge year, just like ever of all of them. And we we kind of were uh, working from a little bit of a downturn in the challenges. It, uh, a couple years ago, you and I swapped jobs on this, and so we actually talked about this on the podcast. I was doing the podcast and you were doing the challenges and we were both like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so we swapped. And so uh, when I took over the challenges, one of the things I wanted to do was increase participation and, you know, figure out what we could do to make it more engaging, more fun and have more people participate. And so I feel like we've been successful uh, these last two years. Last year was our busiest year ever until this year, which is now our busiest year ever. So uh, it's been two years of, of positive growth, which is really cool. Yeah, it is very cool. 
Uh, once in a while, it, it, it um, I, I shouldn't say it this way because I, I always like saying, like I said it at the beginning, that the challenge is do something with this prompt, essentially challenge yourself to write some code, which is a perfectly fine definition of the word challenge. Although I will say once in a it, it can be evocative of like solve this weird coding challenge kind of thing. And it usually isn't that, but sometimes right. it is. So if you like that, feel free to check in once in a while. Sometimes we do do that. We did one, our own Alma or, uh, <laughs> Uh, Cassidy. Yeah, like Cassidy alma Williams. mater. That's not quite the right way to say it. Uh, she's not our alma mater, although she can really teach you a lot. Uh, she is an alumna of Al- GoFed. Alumni, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, has a newsletter which she is, uh, you know, which you subscribe to. It's a great newsletter that has um, her, her focus is kind of like interviewing. Like, here's a weird challenge, and if you can solve it, it may be the kind of thing that would show up on a on a coding interview. Uh, so it's like a chance to practice on those. But I have a feeling that the people that do them do them because they think it's fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, and what was really interesting about that challenge was that was the first time we used tests in a challenge. Uh, we put, like, actual just tests into the challenge uh, so that when people took the challenge, they had a chance to actually, like, essentially win it, you know, to to actually complete the challenge to a test, which was the first time we ever did that. And we were, I was a tiny bit nervous about doing that because I was concerned that it potentially would be too restrictive and that people would not be as interested in it because it was like, yeah. okay, what you're doing is solving a challenge, uh, a very specific challenge with a definite answer. But... I was very pleasantly surprised to see that people not only completed the challenge in that they were passing the test, but they also kind of took it in a different direction too, where they would make something new with the thing that they created in the challenge. So that was really fun to see. Yeah. You've got a favorite too as well, don't you? I do. Yeah. My favorite was January's challenge at the very beginning of the year. So it was all downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It was, it was just that that one was one that I was like super psyched to put out uh, because I just really love generative art and that was the theme in January. So it was really fun putting together the resources for that and using the prompts. Some of it was uh, like, from artists, for example, like Carlos Cruz Diaz, who does art installations, but was like a a real inspiration for generative artists that are working today, I was able to bring his art into the prompt. And I thought that was really fun to do. So I really, really enjoyed January's uh, theme. And then uh, later in the year, in March and April, you and I kind of collaborated on a pair of themes, which was another first this year. Um, in March, we had the theme Go Big, which was your idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the following month, April, uh, I used a theme that was Little Details. And so we referred back to the previous month, too, when we were talking about the new theme, which was a, a brand new thing. We'd never done that before. We've always kind of had them separated out from each other uh, in a way that they were really standalone. And these were, of course, standalone. Like, you could participate in either one separately. But they were. it was the first time we were we were like literally referring back to another one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, little pairing of, of, of things. It's so fun from our side, kind of wielding the power of what the challenge is going to be. Because yeah. you get to think of it in your head and then and then just watch as these things come to life around, around the challenges. So, so cool. You know, one of the things I've always liked that you've brought up is that, because you really have a, you know, a better bead than anybody else on like, you know, 
people's trajectories on CodePen. You know, I have some of my own examples, but you know, you because you do so much picking and social stuff, can watch people come from a very beginner situation <laughs> at CodePen, mm-hmm. which is fine because I think CodePen probably, in general, errs a little beginnery. And then, and then, only because of the, the particular tools we offer. So, there's some extremely good developers on CodePen, mind you. Don't think of it necessarily as a beginner-only tool. But I think if you you rated the skill level of CodePen at large, you know we catch people earlier in their career, mm-hmm. and then you can watch them get better. And sometimes you watch them get better through the challenges, which Absolutely. is uh, which is one of my favorite things ever. Of course, that is very exciting because it's a great place to get started on jumping into the front end. It's it's something that you can exercise your skills on, like we were saying earlier on. And so I have absolutely seen people become absolute superstars, like making it into the top 100, getting picked really frequently, making it into the spark a lot. And it's because they got their start on challenges. They, they took the prompts, created cool things, got noticed by me and got picked or got noticed by the community and started to get a following and stuff like that. So it's, it's a really great way to kind of get your toe into the community if you're new. And it's also, even if you're not new, if you just haven't developed a following yet, it is a really great way to get seen. Um, since, since the challenges have started, we often see, uh, pens that were from the challenges make it into the top 100 it's it's not at all uncommon now wow that's very cool i mean it's very very not uncommon for it to be picked and featured and get a lot of likes and just otherwise social attention that's cool too but to Mm -hmm. see him break the top 100 i mean the top 100 (laughs) is no joke to bust into on code fed not at all it gets it gets harder every year too so it's really impressive to see someone, especially to grow from beginner stage all the way up to making it onto the big stage, you know? Good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by Split, the feature management and experimentation platform. What if a release was exactly how it sounds? A moment of relief, an escape from slow, painful deployments that hold back product engineers. Free for teams and your features with Split. By attaching insightful data to feature flags, Split helps you quickly deploy, measure, and learn the impact of every feature you release, which means you can turn up what works, turn off what doesn't, give software innovation the room to run wild. Now you can safely deliver features up to 50 times faster and ah, exhale. Split feature management and experimentation. What a release. Reimagine software delivery. Start your free trial Oh, that's generous. Huh? And create your first feature flag at split.io slash codepen. Thanks for the support. Uh, what else? In September, you ran a, a fixer-upper challenge, which is pretty cool. Let's give you some Ooh, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the first time we actually intentionally gave them junk. And we were just like, <laughs> this time around, the, the theme was like, kind of like the the aesthetic of the theme was that I was 
treating it like we were doing renovations, like a renovation show that you'd see on like HGTV or whatever. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, this place is a real wreck and you got to go in. Here's your sledgehammer and whatever. So we gave them intentionally broken templates that in one case, we gave it a real fatal flaw. You remember you tucked a little something into the stuff for head on the pen. One of the templates you made it, you know? Yeah, I was actually a little nervous about that. What did I do? I think it was like one CSS style rule that I put within style tags that was like, yeah, good luck finding that. And it was extra insidious because it was like a it was like a pseudo element that I added on. So it was like behaved like an extra element in the grid, which if <laughs> you know, I think you would have find, found it no problem if you were um if you, you know, you were using dev tools, you could see the rule and be like, where is that coming from? And then you could right. kind of work yourself backwards from there. Yeah, and we very slyly alluded to it, but we did not say where it was. We were just like, you're gonna have to dig around a little bit here and find <laughs> what's really wrong and that was kind of the fun a fun part of it because we were kind of treating it like you would be approaching a fixer up her home which is like you never know what's lurking in the basement you know or up in the attic so right Uh, and that was another one where i kind of felt like we were taking a little bit of a risk because we were intentionally giving people a template that had something wrong with it but uh that was one of the most popular challenges this year. Um, it was it went really well. People really took on the challenge, and not only did they fix up the problems, they uh, were able to make the the resulting pens really nice. Yeah, pens. right. It, so, w- it never. I feel like the, all the good ones didn't. Uh, it wasn't just like fix the problem because I think they were they were kind of like junky looking too. So once you're in the CSS, I feel like people's natural inclination is be like, well, let me just. Let me just clean house in here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let me know. give it a, a full renovation. And that was <laughs> yeah. what was fun. You know, one of them was we called it table flipping because one of the things that you would come upon in this particular template was that it was built in an old timey HTML table. Mm. And so the, that's got to go. <laughs> that one was a gut renovation. Exactly. So that was really fun to see what people did with that. And it was, it was just, it was really cool to see it go off like that because I, some of these were risks, I thought, where we were like, uh, right. this might be too much or this might be too complicated or this might be too weird or too specific. All of those things would come to mind when I was looking at these things and thinking, all right, but I still want to try it, though. Right, <laughs> because you gotta, right. you got to try new stuff. Because we don't make decisions only on that. I am curious about that. That At, at one point, the thinking was the easy, you know, the quote-unquote, the more broad and kind of like do whatever you want the higher the engagement was, does that still hold true? Like, for example, if we said, you know, December, the the challenge is purple. That That's <laughs> so simple that yeah. it, it doesn't mean that what you build has to be simple. You could do something wild with it. But because that's so, there's no barrier to entry there, like almost at all, mm-hmm. that you'd, the numbers from our perspective would be higher. The numbers meaning how many pens use the tag, meaning they participated in the challenge. And how many unique ones is interesting, too, because a lot of them end up with forks of each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's, that's two numbers that we look at separately. We look at how many pens total have the, have the tag for the challenge. And that would include forks naturally. Uh, And then we also look at original pens that have the tag. And that the original pens number is the one that we kind of zero in on when we're figuring out what do we want to use as a prompt in the future. Um, And we do see that simple prompts do still do pretty well. um, But it's like you want to like 
go a little above something as basic as it's purple. (laughs) Like, uh, although we've done color palette challenges before and those have done pretty well, uh, they have not performed as well as some of the ones where I would kind of think at first, like this one might be a little hard, you know? And, and like I said, this year, 2022, uh, had our highest participation of all years. And we put out some of our most complicated challenges ever, you know, and part of that is just because more people have gotten into doing the challenges year by year. It is something that we have some folks who have been doing the challenges from the very first year all the way through. Uh, so obviously naturally participation grows a little bit in that way too, but it still has to be interesting. It still has to be something that you want to do with your time because we are asking people to make something and right. that's tricky. That It's tricky to make someone decide like, yeah, I'm going to spend my time on this. This seems worthwhile. So um, there is a balance between simplicity and being interesting and we're working on striking that balance every time you put out another collection or another challenge, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just great to me that it, it, it kind of can work either way. And it's it, and that we don't shy away from we're like, hmm, this is too much for our audience or something. And it's like, hey, okay, what if, if we get a few less? Well, at least it was, you know, it was for a reason that we thought the challenge is just really cool and that people will learn from it. And yeah, know. and one thing that we see when we get low participation challenges, and even now, like, a low participation challenge is something that we would have been a couple years ago pretty excited about, you know? Uh, But when we do get a low participation challenge, we tend to get very high quality in terms of what people are making because the people who take the time to do the challenge really go for it and sometimes maybe work on it for a little bit longer than someone might with with a more popular challenge. So low participation actually tends to be high quality. And in those cases, when it's a high quality challenge where the work is actually very good, we tend to see a lot of forks. So the tag ends up being popular in its own way, not oh, necessarily from individual participation, but other members of the CodePen community like, I will... I could use that. <laughs> exactly. Will, exactly, yeah. Will appreciate the work that people do. And then they'll be like, all right, yeah, I could use this on my site or I would like to learn how this works. Let me fork this and I'm going to dig in. Which is a good reason to fork, by the way. If all you're trying to do is remember something, remember we have all kinds of other ways to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even just harding it as a way to refind it again from your profile. Probably even better is to add it to a collection. Yes, that is better. It's it's much easier to keep it organized that way. Uh, speaking of collections, you do that for that. That's one of the you know the kind of the output of the challenges is that you kind of handpick a a best of kind of thing at the end of each collection. So if people want to browse, like okay, oh what what happened with the generative art collections? Mm-hmm. You can go yeah. look in their code pen, their team code pen owned collections, and they're they're you don't have to dig through our profile to find them. They're attached to the week challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, Usually on the Tuesday of the week that the challenge gets started, I uh, open up the challenge or the challenge's collection to the public so that uh, everybody can see what's being added to the collection. And as I go through the tag, what I'm looking for is changes to the starter template. Like I'm not going to add a pen that's just the starter template, just as the tag on it. Um, And also, um, it's much easier for me to find and take a look at pens if they have a title uh, when, they're, when they've are when they been created for the challenge tag. That helps filter out uh, stuff that is just 
the template copied over into a pen, which, which happens sometimes people get started with it, but they don't end up making it. So, you know, we do, we do look for things that have a title and all of that to kind of help narrow down what we're going to add into the collection. And it's not, it's not a very high bar to get into the collection, but it does need to show some effort towards completing the challenge, even if it's been taken in a different direction, uh, which is perfectly fine to do. We'll give a starter template, but as long as you stick with the theme and create something that makes sense with the theme, it does not have to hew very closely to the starter template. And in some cases we say, you know, make it as different as possible from this starter template. So um, there, it doesn't take a ton to get in, but it does take a little something. You do need to put forth a little bit of effort to yeah. get into the collection. <laughs> the tag page, on the other hand, is a bit more open. That's the fire hose. So you'll see everything that people are making if you're, if you're just curious and see to see like what's going on with this challenge i don't really you know need to see the curated look i just want to see it that's the fire hose yeah 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 i like that the collections are really useful i remember when we you know dropped a couple of collections related features uh like the your, your murray was like <laughs> The primary customer of them. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep my RSI <laughs> down here with the clicks yeah. and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was a big, the big customer for a lot of the challenge changes, and I still have other ones I'm asking for. So, if you challenge users, or, I'm sorry, collection users out there, uh, if you have a wish list, I have it too, and I'm trying. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Even just search, I think it would be nice, but let's not, we'll not go there too far. Um, yes, number one with a bullet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so behind the scenes, an interesting thing is that like a challenge is kind of extra worth doing. Not that this is 100% of how we make decisions, but wouldn't it, like like a, a feeling like, wouldn't it be nice if there was 100 pens on CodePen like this? Because it just makes CodePen generally more interesting of a place. You know, sometimes people come to CodePen to, because they're looking for something that they want to use in their own projects. In fact, probably mm -hmm. the number one use of CodePen, especially Absolutely. logged out. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so the, the challenges can can fuel in that. So, from that, that kind of business running perspective, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Sometimes that is part of what we're doing when we're putting together a challenge. Is we're we're looking at what people are looking for on CodePen and we try to find a way to work alongside that without being overly heavy handed. You know, it's, it, there, there's a balance there too. Like, like everything, it's kind of a tightrope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you'd know if, if all we did was like look at our, I don't know, analyzed our Google analytics to find search terms and then made all challenges top right, search terms imagine? or something. It would just be boring Yuck. feeling, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it would not it would it would not be as engaging, it, and it would be obvious. Like it would be obvious to do something like that. You you can kind of feel that right in in the prompt and things like that. It's it's I think a lot more engaging to do something a little bit more naturally. Like we we definitely use data now. There's no denying that, but there's more to it than just that. We're talking about the things that we think are interesting. We're talking about you know, wouldn't it be fun if we did this? Like the um, the last challenge, uh, not this month's challenge, not December's, but November's was uh, actually Rachel Smith's idea, uh, the design decades. Mm -hmm. And that was a, such a cool idea. And that was a 
incredibly fun one to put together because that was all about going back into the history of computer-related design. You know, the, the print ads that they ran in the 1980s to tell you, hey, you can bring home a personal computer. You know, was that was the, the idea for the first week, which was the 1980s, and then all the way up to the 2010s where it's like Parallax came out and all that. And what was fun about that was being able to reference pens that were made through the 2010s that made sense to the challenge, you know, because it's like the trendy stuff that was going on in the 2010s abs- absolutely has been happening on Copen and still actually carries forward. A lot of the, a lot of the 2010 trends are still happening now. So it was really fun to, to do that. Right, but that, right, right. that had zero data driven concept behind the creation of the prompts or even the creation of the theme. That was just, wouldn't that be fun? And I agree. We all did. So we ran it, you know? Right. And so the, the work isn't just like just a prompt only, although if that's how you engage with it, that's that's fine. But when Marie, when you put these together, the point is that it comes with where we explain what we're thinking about about the challenge and what we're asking for. And you put together a a in most cases a a, a pen with some stuff in it that you could mm-hmm. just throw away or use if you want to. Yeah. And th- then you get an email. So from our perspective, especially business wise, it, it 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 pairs with the Spark that we do, which is the newsletter that you also put together because we use the same internal tools to mm-hmm. put together the emails. We use the same approval process and proofreading process and sending process for all that stuff, which is kind of cool. It's nice to reuse the tools that we build. Sure is. Um, and then, and then in, as part of that email that goes out, and it's published to the web as well, it's like s- stuff that you can draw from. So we're not just saying, do the 2000s. It's saying like, yeah. here's, here's some things that were trending during the 2000s, like information about Parallax, pointing to pens that are good reference pens to use from that, pointing out design resources and all kinds of stuff. So you're not just like given this term. It's not like we just have a meeting and we're like, 2000s, ship it. You know, you have yeah. to do a bunch of... <laughs> Yeah, and I and I don't like to leave people hanging where it's just like, oh, I don't know, yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to give people a, a a grounding in the context of the challenge theme, and so I will look up reference points for people that will help them understand what I'm talking about when I describe a style or when I'm talking about a technique. I will try to help folks really zero in with with good links you know and that's the other thing is i don't just grab what's the first thing that comes up on google or whatever you know i look i look for something that's useful something that will actually inform them for what we're looking for and also sometimes just find something fun like we had a games challenge uh and one of the prompts was was dominoes and i just found some good domino rally videos because that's who doesn't want to see that you know nobody (laughs) (laughs) Although I didn't get my domino rally that I dreamed of, but you know what? You never know. Maybe someone will hear the podcast and know that I really want to see a great domino rally pen. Please make me one. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We'll bring it back. I don't know that we've done much repeating of of prompts, but... uh, We don't... We've never truly repeated a prompt. The only repeated theme that we've done is a a almost annual Halloween theme. Right. um, Because people love Halloween and so do I. So... (laughs) (laughs) So You're going to get it, people. Yeah, exactly. So so we've... uh, It was funny because I was like worried about Halloween this year. I don't know why. I don't Mm. know what got into me, but I'm like, oh no, 
what if Halloween flops and I was really scared, you know? But no, Halloween, this year's Halloween challenge was, it's in the top 10 most participated in challenges of all time. It was our most successful Halloween challenge of all time. But I was real worried about that one. Yeah, <laughs> but that's great. It's just because I love Halloween. I don't. I don't think there's there's any slowing down of this because it's you know it's so integrated into the site itself. It's you know mm-hmm. it becomes part of social media output. Although that's you know listen to Marie and I's show about that <laughs> weirdness lately. That's well, tricky. You know there are other places to put things. Are there? <laughs> of course, <laughs> we'll find there out. Is. I guess. Yeah, uh, and the you know the email structure and how easy it is to just kind of because uh, you don't you're not opted into challenges just by signing up for CodePen. This is an entirely opt-in thing. Of course, you mm-hmm. go go to the challenges page and uh, all you got to do is flip a toggle and say, I'm interested in, in receiving the, the challenges week to week and you'll get those emails. Uh, you don't have to do that. You can participate in the challenges whether or not you get the email, but that helps us kind of understand the, the desire for this and you get the emails yeah. and all that. And we have the we have the link right on the homepage, and then also every week when we have a challenge collection, I share that in the Spark too. So that's another like reminder that a challenge is going on, and you could jump in anytime. That's the other thing about a challenge; it's it's four prompts per month, and they're all inside of a theme. But you can just jump in whenever you like. You know, you can you can do one at any time through the month, and it's it's just cool. You know, give it a try if you want to challenge yourself. That's the point of the challenge. You're challenging yourself to make something cool, and you can use a prompt from any old year you like. <laughs> there, there's a bunch of good ones in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really encourage it. I do it uh, from time to time. I can't say that I do every single week, but n- neither does anybody else. You know, yeah, you can exactly. kind of pop, pop in and eh, pop you know, in. There's out a of, couple people who are close, who practically every week. Yeah. But what's what's nice is that it can just it can scrape the cobwebs away a little bit. Like uh, this time of year, I'm always thinking. I always traditionally kind of redesigned CSS tricks over the the winter break if I could. Uh, it always came from a little bit of a coding icebreaker. You know, it was like, let me just code something really small or, you know, I'd poke around looking at d- small design pieces and then I'd be like, I'd work on it a little bit and it had a, had a way of growing. Be like, yeah, but what if that was the header? What if that was the footer? Now I have a footer. Wow, now I got to do all the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's that's what I hope that the, that the challenges do, that they prompt more exploration, that they prompt some growth in skills or just in fun. You know, everybody needs some more fun. And that's what we try to do with these challenges, make them fun. Yeah, certainly. Because there's, no, you know, you're not getting a grade and whatnot. So no, not at all. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, it's, it's open to interpretation of how you even want to take the challenge. If you're, if the only thing that is the challenge to you is reading all those links I put in there, cool. You know, like, that's great. You saw, you learned something new. You read about something you didn't know about before. Awesome. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, everybody, you know, if you're if you're interested in, you know, you're probably interested in challenges. You made it this far into this amazing podcast. Yeah, if you yeah. made it this far, thank you for listening. And thank you for participating in the challenges. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, look forward to full year of challenges in 2023. 2023. <laughs> I can't believe it. Heck I'm yeah. excited. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Eight.